Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. This is Drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? If you remember actually watching this drug prevention commercial, then I've got some news for you. You're kind of getting old. That's me. I'm Generation Y. I was born in 1983. So my drug prevention commercials sounded like this. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, all right? I learned it by watching you. Today, you can drive around parts of the Bay Area and see pot billboards. So what are parents supposed to say to kids now that marijuana has been legalized? KQD's health editor says it isn't what it used to be. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Let's go through these key takeaways real quick. Repeat after me. Cannabis is addictive. Cannabis is addictive. THC affects mood. So what made you curious enough to want to embed with this group? Well, frankly, it was moving to California. Carrie Feibel is KQED's health editor. She moved to the Bay Area after living in Texas. Uh, I actually started this job at KQED on the morning, uh, the Monday after the presidential election, which was also when Californians voted on the proposition to legalize marijuana for recreational use. 20 years ago, California led the way legalizing medicinal marijuana. Californians approved the use of recreational marijuana, passing Proposition 64. With nearly all the ballots counted, 56% of state voters said yes and 44% said no. We have a very young daughter. She's five now. You know, I was seeing all these billboards and these buses in San Francisco with beautiful murals of marijuana leaves. And and I was thinking, this is very different from Texas and also I was super curious and sort of appalled, sort of like, oh, okay, well, not only is it legal, but it's going to be advertised heavily. If you're a parent, what do you do? And I was also sort of thinking ahead, you know, a couple years, what am I going to tell my child? Carrie visited a school in Marin County. The school hosted a drug and alcohol education program called Being Adept. Can you describe the classroom that you walked into for the first time? The eighth grade classroom was uh, a science classroom, and it wasn't theirs. It was a younger grades. But the eighth graders were were skipping gym and being shuffled into this classroom for their um, marijuana unit in a multi-unit drug education course. And so they sort of were sitting at these smaller desks, and um, you could sort of tell the cool kids were sitting with each other because they were making sarcastic jokes to each other. And Mm -hmm. what's up, Leffers? There was a table of more serious, quiet kids. They had uh, probably five or six round tables that the kids could sit at. All right, enjoy. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are we doing? Good? Get some lunch? 
Belly's full? Are you tired? So I embedded with this program being adept, and they have taught in about 20 schools. 20 schools, okay. Please, is I want to turn your attention to the worksheets, number one and number five. Number one says, how do you think marijuana is perceived among your peers? She had a lot of audiovisual stuff, so there was a movie that they watched at a certain point with animation of the brain and the dopamine receptors. Because THC is so similar to the brain's own endocannabinoids, such as anandamide or 2-AG, Smoking marijuana directly affects the brain of the user. Um, and then there was pictures of edibles and advertisement. Uh, why is it called high? And every slide she was engaging in a back and forth. And it definitely was around before I got here, but it probably relates to the feeling of being sort of out of your mind a little bit. It was always a discussion, you know, asking questions, posing questions, getting the kids to think for themselves. Yes. You might have already said this, but what does THC stand for? THC is Delta 9 Tetrahydrocannabinol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it stands for. And so, how, so how is this different than some of the uh, drug education that maybe you and I experienced? In my experience, it was part of the health class that you had in eighth grade, and they just lectured at you. Say yes to your life. And when it comes to drugs and alcohol, just say no. There wasn't a lot of back and forth. There wasn't a lot of inquiry. You know, why do you think uh, marijuana companies are advertising to you? What's oh, wow. the point of this advertisement? There was a lot of sort of media criticism that she was trying to draw out and get the kids to think for themselves. Yeah. The Snoop Dogg, like, he has, a huge, he has a very high IQ, and all he does is smoke weed. Okay, so, well, maybe that if, he, if he started with a very high IQ, maybe those eight or nine points, you know, aren't as significant if you start with a lower IQ, perhaps, maybe. I mean, you bring up a good point, though, just in terms of especially how prevalent marijuana is in media as well, which probably adds to our perception of low harm, right? Because there's a lot of celebrities, there's a lot of songs, there's a lot of videos that talk about it. She never once said, don't do it. She never said, just say no. I mean, that's very much the advice that we got growing right. up, right? Be careful. It's dangerous. It's bad. And it was very black and white. Don't let drugs get in the way of your dreams. Research shows they studied Just Say No. They studied um, D.A.R.E. You know, that was an LAPD program in, in the Los sure, Angeles yeah. Unified Schools that spread across the country that was very law enforcement based and anti-gang based. And that program had no results. Um, so these these approaches that are called scare-based tactics were shown to not work. So what did the kids who took the course say? What were they saying? They were really expecting what you and I got. Um, I did not know that... Um, I thought they were just going to lecture us, eye roll, <laughs> and... Um, ...are getting more and more, uh, like, strong, have more and more marijuana in them and are impacting and, like, affecting people more and more. I thought it's just been kind of the same this whole time. This one young girl said, you know, it made me feel mature. They let me hmm. uh, think it through myself. She liked the discussions. She said they're not just telling you what to do. They're telling you what the effects of these drugs really are. Like living in Marin, I do know a lot of people my age that use dab pens and um, like parents and siblings. So like I'm pretty educated in that stuff, but I don't do, my, do it myself. So... so your daughter, your daughter's four years old, five years old. She's five now. Five years, okay, five years old. Does pot being legal make you nervous at all for her? It absolutely does. When your daughter becomes of age to have that conversation, do you know how you're going to have that conversation with her yet? I'm going to do everything that I learned in this class. <laughs> I'm going to start talking to her. They said fourth grade is when you can fourth grade, start okay. talking. 
Um, and maybe in fourth grade, it's as simple as there's prescription drugs that doctors give you, and it has your name on it, and you only take the one that has your name on it. If someone tries to give you a drug that has their name on it, that's incorrect. That's not medically correct. You know, So you start very simple con- concepts, and then you slowly build and build. But the point is it's not one conversation. You don't sit down and have that drugs conversation mm-hmm. with your kid, and then you're done. You come off as very confident in being able to talk about this with me. Do you think you're going to be as confident when you have this conversation with your daughter? Oh, of course I'm not going to be confident. <laughs> I mean... Uh, i got to imagine it's got to be tough for parents to do that in, yeah. any, in any sense. I mean, there's so much going on now with parenting. There's a lot of... There's so many different approaches to parenting, but I think parents really want to be liked by their kids and yeah. they want to be cool. Um, Gen Xers and, and younger... We don't want to be parents. We want to be cool. We want to continue being cool until we're old. Um, (laughs) So how you have this conversation, I'm really thankful that I have these tools now. But no, it's not going to be easy. Um, But I think if I just talk about it a lot to the point where she rolls her eyes, that will help. Um, I mean, the point is that you talk about it like you talk about anything. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for sharing this with us. Thanks, Devin. Carrie also went to a parent group hosted by the same program. What she learned was that parents should listen to their kids. Don't lecture, but be clear about your expectations and your own values around drugs and alcohol. So with that, to all you parents out there, good luck. To see Carrie's full story, go to kqed.org and search drug education. And we'll also link to her story in this show's episode notes. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. All right, so I've got something here that needs your help. KQED's podcast, Bay Curious, is trying to find out what listener question to answer next. One has to do with public transportation's broken elevators and escalators. Another has to do with the geography of San Francisco. And the last one has to do with nuclear missiles in the Bay. Vote for your favorite by finding Bay Curious at kqed.org. I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.